you're welcome to Faith to Faith Broadcast with Pastor T.B. Peters. Enjoy the dynamic teaching, preaching, and miracle ministry of Pastor T.B. Peters, the president and pioneer of Renaissance Assembly. This message will take you from where you are to where you are to be. Get ready for transformations. Making the message of around the world. Colossians 2, verse 6 to 8. King James Version. Let's read it together. One to go. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Keep going. Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught abounding therein with what thanksgiving verse 8 beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men after the rudiments of the world and not after christ did you see that beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. After what? The tradition of men. After the rudiments of the world. And not after Christ. I want to talk to you about the traditions of Christ. Amen. Amen. Are you with me? It says, Beware. Lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after what the tradition of men after the rudiments the principles of the world and not after Christ that means that there's a difference between the traditions of Christ and the traditions of men amen and the earthly principles of the world You know, most of the time, the most difficult thing after salvation, salvation is instantaneous. When someone receives Jesus, he's born again instantly. What takes time is to change the culture of the man. Amen. For the man to lay aside the traditions he had always known, how he was raised, and embraced the traditions of the New Testament or the traditions of Christ. That's where the work is. That's what takes time. That's what only the renewing of the mind achieves. That's not instantaneous. Every time you hear a message in church, the moment you leave church, there's a counter message. The culture of the society you are living in is fighting against the culture of the word that you, has been planted in your heart. Amen. How many of you understand what I'm talking about? All the time. And the truth is this. 
for you to embrace the rightness of the Spirit, to walk in the other that God ordained, you have to know the Scriptures. You know, Jesus was speaking in Matthew chapter 22, verse 29. And he made a statement. He said, put up Matthew 22, 29, King James. Matthew 22, 29. Are you there? Let's read together. I want to go. Jesus answered and said unto them, Ye do err not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. <laughs> it means if someone doesn't know the scriptures, he doesn't know the power of God, he will err. Amen. He said you err. Why was he talking to these people? There's something they were saying. You know, some people, always, some people have arguments. And if, if, you know, I remember I've shared this before, where a friend of mine, we were childhood friends, and then he heard that I'd now received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. He heard I was serving the Lord and all that. So he came to see me. And when he met me, I was preaching. Or rather, I preached to some people where he was. So he asked, he said, this thing, this thing, I, I, I want to do it. He said, but I don't believe in it. Salvation, church. Then he said to me, he said, if the gospel, if this Jesus thing is real and is true, how come we don't have one central church? We have so many churches. Can I digress a bit before I go back to what I'm saying? If you are um, outside and you're not doing anything, please just come inside and sit down. If you are in the hall, and I don't want the children playing and bouncing in the castle, they either sitting down listening to God's word or they are in the hall. Everyone that is outside not doing anything, come in now. Whether you are the bathroom area, the toilet, conveniences, please just come in now and sit down. Back to what I was saying. Now, my friend was saying, if the church is the correct thing, why do we have so many churches? Why don't we have one place where everybody goes? You know how somebody just come up with his own logic? You know, if somebody doesn't want to do the right thing, he will look for excuses. Amen? He will look for excuses. So I didn't even have to start digging scriptures to explain to, uh, you know, the Bible says don't cast your pearl before swine. You don't need to even start digging scripture to explain to you. I just answered him in the language that he understands. I said, you smoke Indian hemp? He said, yes. I said, is Indian hemp not, is, is, for you, it's an original thing? He said, yes. I said, why is there not one place where everybody goes to smoke the Indian hemp? Because they call the places they smoke it joints or bunks. I said, why don't you have one general joint? Where everybody that smokes Indian hemp goes to collect the original Indian hemp. Marijuana. And then he started laughing. He said, ah, it cannot be like that now. He said, it has to reach different people. It's for distribution. I said, you have answered the case. <laughs> Are you listening to me? So you err because you know not the scriptures. 
And as long as you don't know the scriptures, there is another logic that is driving you. The word is a logic on its own. It's God's logic. The word of God is God's logic. That's what's called the logos. So as long as you don't know God's logic about a matter, you have your own. And then, before long, that is now your tradition. Your, a tradition is simply a way of life of a group of people. Amen. Are we together? Listen, when you get born again, there's a way of life in Christ Jesus. Tap your number and say, there's a way of life. Say it again, there's a way of life in Christ Jesus. It's not the same like the way of the world. There's a way of life in Christ Jesus. When you got born again, you received a new life. Amen. A new life to live a new way. Are you hearing me? Say it. Say, I received a new life to live a new way. Get that very clear. You didn't receive a new life to continue living how you were living. No, you received a new life to live a new way. And that way has to be taught. Hallelujah. Are we together? So that's why Paul said in Colossians 2, we just read verse 6. As you have received Christ Jesus, so walk in him. That means receiving him is the beginning. There is a walk. Amen. There is a walk in him. Very important. So when we start talking about the traditions of Christ, if you don't know the scriptures, you don't know the power of God, you will err. Now, throughout these meetings, throughout the convention, all the ministers have been mentioning scriptures. How many of them have you embraced? How could you be in a convention from day one to day seven and you don't now have scriptures that you didn't know before that are now standing out in your heart? People that know the word are those that are hungry for the word of God. People that know the power of the spirit are those that are hungry for the power of the spirit. Amen. Am I communicating? So he said, you err because you know not the scriptures, you don't know the power of God. But that means when you know the scriptures and you know the power of God, it will straighten you out. Hallelujah. Very important. Very important. But where I'm going to is that, is a statement Jesus made. You know, I like to read uh, Matthew 15. I'll just try to pick a few verses. And then we'll look at what Jesus said about tradition. Matthew chapter 15. I'll read from verse 2. Uh, all right? Thank you. Glory to Jesus. Okay, maybe I'll read a longer portion. I'll read from verse 1 to 9. That will help me better. Okay? The same um, experience you could find in Mark 7. But in Matthew 15, Jesus was saying something. I believe whatever Jesus was sharing then somehow applies till date. In Matthew 15, 1, he says, Then came to Jesus scribes and Pharisees which were of Jerusalem, saying, Why do thy disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they wash not their hands when they eat bread. That means that there's a tradition. Amen. Are you listening to me? There's a tradition. Everybody here comes from a village or a community. Is that not so? There's a language that you speak. Is that not so? I'm not talking about tongues. There's a, there's a local dialect that you speak. Is that not so? Okay. Now, that means that, that that place or those people, that tribe, they have a culture. They have a tradition. And the tradition they have is based on their beliefs. 
every tradition is founded on beliefs. Core convictions, beliefs. So here, these scribes and Pharisees came to Jesus. What was their concern? They said, your disciples are not, don't they know that they are in Nigeria? Don't they know that they are in, 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 in Port Harcourt? They transgressed the tradition of the elders. For they wash not their hands when they eat bread. That means it's a tradition. Hallelujah. That they are supposed to wash their hands. Do you know there are some of you here that the tradition that matters the most to you is the tradition of your village. Are you listening to me? Not the tradition of the word of God. Not the tradition of your faith in Christ Jesus. Not, your, not the tradition of Christ. That's not what matters to you. Our people say, our people say, I remember a brother. You know, you know let, let, I, I want to just hit this, you know, and I'm talking to you as a pastor now. You know where there are some tribes that believe that if you want to get married, and you, before you get married, you should test the person you want to marry. You have to test. Everybody say testing. You have to test it. How are you sure that in the case where if the man, how are you sure the lady is fertile? The man, how are you sure he is not impotent? Are you understanding me? So they have to try it out. So before they finally get married, the lady has to be pregnant. Hello? Are you understanding me? At least that proves that the man is able and the woman is capable. Amen. Okay, so it's a tradition. Am I communicating? Now you are born again. You've received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Is that the tradition of Christ? No, no, I'm asking you, is that the tradition of Christ? Is that the tradition of Christ? Now, you study the scriptures carefully and consistently. That is not the tradition of Christ. Now that you're born again, you ought to embrace that tradition of Christ. Now, here, Jesus was speaking to scribes and Pharisees. They were more concerned about the tradition of the elders. Let's read further. Verse 3. This was the response of Jesus. But he answered and said unto them, Why do you also transgress what? The commandment of God by your tradition. Amen. Help me ask your neighbor. So why do you transgress? The commandment of God by your tradition. Amen. Glory to God. Why do you transgress? The, go back to verse 3. Why do you transgress the tradition the commandment of God by your tradition. That means the commandment of God, the word of God, the revelation of God is a tradition. Amen. Because it promotes a belief system. Glory to God. And that belief system, if you adopt it, it will also affect your own way of life. Amen. Can I have less movements? Amen. Sit down. Everywhere, sit down. Sure, anything they are going to do is not important. Sit down. That's what you came for. Sit down. Now, why do you also transgress the commandment of God by your tradition? That means you can have your tradition. It could be a, 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 an Ejot tradition. It could be a Yoruba tradition. It could be an Igbo tradition. And then most of the time, some folks bring that tradition to church and want to impose that tradition, are you understanding me, on others. 
For example, we have a tradition in Africa, maybe it's a Nigerian tradition, that if you are receiving something from an elder, you use your right hand. You know, as I pastored, I found out that some people didn't know it. I thought it was something everybody knew, you know. And so you use your right hand. Now, there's nothing like that in Scripture. But let me explain what it is. What is behind that tradition is honor. Everybody say honor. Are you understanding me? That's what's behind it. Does the Scripture promote honor? Are you listening to me? Now, listen. Does the Scripture promote honor? Now, the reason why a tradition should remain when you come into Christ is that it is consistent with what the beliefs of the scripture are. Amen. If not, lay it aside. Look at what Jesus said. Let's read down. We're going to verse 9. Verse 4. He now said, For God commanded, saying, Honor your father and mother. And he that cursed father or mother, let him die the death. Verse 5. But you say, that's, look at what God said. But you say, Whosoever shall say to his father or his mother, it is a gift. By whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me. I will explain that. Verse 6. And honor not his father or his mother, he shall be free. Thus have ye made the commandment of God. Of what? Of non-effect by your tradition. Amen. Now God was saying you should honor your parents. Okay? If you read Mark's illustration of this same scripture... He used the word, it is koban. Alright? Koban is gift. A gift that is set aside, dedicated to God. So, a man is trying to say, because he kept the money for God, that's why he cannot honor his parents. And God said, no, 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 no. Honor your parents and still, and still give to God. Amen. Are you listening to me? Alright? So, here, that's what he meant. He said, you are giving an excuse to say, oh, I can't give I can't do or fulfill my obligations to my parents because I'm serving God. He said, no, 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 no. You are trying to impose your tradition. Amen. And make the no, word of God of non-effects. Let's read further, verse 7. Ye hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, These people draw it nigh unto me with their mouth. And honored me with their lips, but their hearts is where? Is far from me. The last verse there, verse 9. Maybe I'll read Mark's account of it. Let's read. Let's read together, verse 9. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Go to Mark chapter 7. <laughs> let's start from verse. Yeah, thank you. I'll just read quickly. I'll just show you Mark's account of it. Then came together unto him the Pharisees and certain of the scribes which came from Jerusalem. And when they saw some of his disciples eat bread with defiled, that is to say, with unwashing hands, they found fault for the Pharisees and the Jews. For the Pharisees and all the Jews, except they washed their hands of eat not, holding the tradition of the elders. Verse 4. And when they come from the market, except they wash, they eat not. And many other things there be, which they have received to hold as what? The washing of cups and pots, brazen vessels and of tables. Keep going. Then the Pharisees and scribes asked him, Why walk not your disciples according to the tradition of the elders, but eat bread 
with unwashing hands. He answered and said unto them, Well had said prophesied of, well had Isaiah prophesied of you, hypocrites, as it is written, these people honored me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. I want to read the command part. Keep going. How be it in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men, but laying aside for laying aside. Okay, let's read this together. Verse 8. Want to go. For laying aside the commandment of God, you hold the tradition of men as the washing of pots and cups and many other such things, such like things you do. Pause there for a moment. Glory to God. Now, do you know that there are people that have laid aside the commandment of God and hold on to the tradition of men. Amen. I want to ask your neighbor, what are the traditions that you live by? Amen. Ask your neighbor, what tradition are you living by? What are the traditions you live by? Amen. What are the traditions you live by? Amen. Why do you do what you do? There's a Nigerian culture, they call it, you know, that's what we say, Nigerian time. That if you still come late for meetings, it's the Nigerian tradition. Amen. Amen. It's a tradition. But when you embrace the gospel, there is a tradition in Christ. So I'm going to show you some scriptures, all right? And then we'll take it from there. Let's look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 6. Verse 6. Not 8, 6. 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 6. Follow me now. Let's read together. I want to go. Now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly and not after the tradition which he received of us. That means that when Paul went to Thessalonica, when he preached to them, he also established a tradition. Amen. A tradition. Glory to God. A tradition based on scriptures. That means that this is how you expect. Listen, there is a way a believer is expected to live. There is a way a believer is supposed to be. Amen. The Bible talks about the stature of the measure of the fullness of Christ. That means there is an image. There is a model for us. Amen. There is a model. There is a model. There is a picture. We're not supposed to grow anyhow. Amen. There's a model. There's a picture. So Paul was strongly saying, we command you. He was commanding them. Brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. There's no other name. There's no stronger authority he could speak by. He said, we command you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That you withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly. That means that the tradition we brought to you does not allow you to walk disorderly. Amen. The tradition of Christ does not permit disorderliness. That, he said, 
not after the tradition which he received of us. As you look at the brother's life, it's not the tradition you was taught. We don't talk carelessly in Renaissance Assembly. Are you listening to me? We don't talk carelessly. So you watch him. You watch her. It's not working orderly according to the tradition that was received. He said, withdraw yourself from him. The word tradition there, the Greek word is paradosis. Are you listening to me? It means there are certain things that have been laid down. This is the way to go. Paul talked about the communion in 1 Corinthians 11. And he referred to it as a tradition. In 1 Corinthians, but he used a, a different word. He called it ordinances. 1 Corinthians 11.2. Amen. 1 Corinthians 11.2. Thank you. Let's read together. One to go. Now I praise you, brethren, that you remember me in all things. And keep what? The, that word ordinances there is what? It was translated as, is paradosis also. Tra tradition. Amen. It was still talking about tradition. Tradition. You keep. You keep. Everybody say keep. As I what? Deliver them to you. Now, listen. You know, I am not the pastor of Redeemed Christian Church of God. I am not the pastor of Winner's Chapel. I am the pastor of Renaissance Assembly. Your job is to ensure that you remember me in all things and keep the ordinances as I, Pastor T.B. Peters, deliver them to you. Are you hearing me? Yes, keep them. There's a tradition. There's a way of life for those that are here in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Understand that? And you know, one of the things that it's just like, you know, um, the testimony the brother was sharing where he said that um, he is not owing because the church does not owe. That's a good tradition, isn't it? It's not a good one. It's not a good one. Embrace that one. Hallelujah. I am, I've been married for how many years? I've never slapped my wife. I've never beat her. And I'm not planning to do so. It's a tradition. It's a good tradition. Copy that one. Amen. Okay, okay. Let me put it this way. She too, she has never beat me. So don't think that maybe, maybe, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm not beating her, but she's beating me. So if you are born again, you are here in this house, you are a married man or a married person, and you are pounding your spouse. Amen. How are we doing today? How are you today? How are you today? Amen. You didn't learn that one from us. Amen. Amen. There are core beliefs that make it possible for us not to do that. It doesn't mean that the opportunity to do that had not come. Amen. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Uh -huh. So there is a picture. We are modeling something that you should become. Glory to God. Very important. Very important. So keep the ordinances as you have received them. Amen. Keep them. Keep them. All right. Let me read maybe my last two scriptures. 2 Thessalonians 2.15. Amen. 2 Thessalonians 2.15. Let's read together. I want to go. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or our epistle. 
Paul was writing to them. That means the traditions were taught. They taught them. Praise the Lord. There's a tradition of honor in this house. Amen. Are you listening to me? There's a tradition of honor in this house. That's why there are certain things we do. We do it because of the tradition of honor. For example, if we have, um, um, you hear, you know, someone comes to church and then you say, oh, the, the pastor is coming up to stage to minister and then people rise up to receive the pastor. It's a tradition of honor. Say, so why are they standing up? Why are they, you, why are you sitting down? If you can explain why you are sitting down, we'll explain why we're standing up. Amen. Because something is making you sit down. That thing that is making you sit down is not in us. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. There's something in us that makes us stand up. There's a tradition of honor for the word. Amen. That's why in this church we have notes. If the real sons of the house, they write down messages. How you know the person is never enter. He doesn't have notebook. He doesn't, have, he, doesn't, he doesn't write messages. He's not yet a son. Amen. There is sheep and there is goats. Amen. The true sons of the house, they take down messages. They take down notes. That's how you identify them. Amen. Anytime the word of God is coming, they're concerned about getting the, the, the message. It's a tradition. Amen. Are you listening to me? I'm just, in case maybe nobody told you this. There's honor for the word. That means you have embraced the tradition of the house. There's something inside you that gives regard to the scriptures. You regard the scriptures. You don't come to church and be roaming around. You are concerned. The most important point in the service for you is where the scriptures will be taught and preached. Honor for the word. Amen. Then honor for the things of the Spirit. The manifestations of the Spirit and the things of the Spirit. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Yes. It's a tradition. Now, these traditions, I said, they are driven by beliefs. That means there's something we believe that makes us act that way. There's a tradition in this house for reaching others with the gospel. Hallelujah. Amen. We are passionate about soul winning. One-on-one -on -one witnessing. Amen. We are passionate about it. That when we say, oh, even in our personal lives, we're concerned about sharing it with our faith. It's a tradition. Now, why, do you know why I'm saying this to you? If you've been here and you've not allowed yourself to be taught to embrace the traditions as you were taught, 
then I'm saying that you still have a long way to go. Hallelujah. We have a given culture, a Renaissance Assembly. Amen. There's a spirit of generosity. There's a spirit of generosity. People that have been around us, stayed around us, been around, can testify. There's that spirit of generosity. You cannot be in the house and not embrace that tradition of generosity. So they say, oh, if you are still here and you dodge givings, you've not embraced that tradition of generosity. Amen. Glory to God. And generosity is not a function first of abundance. No. Generosity is not practiced by those that have abundance. Generosity is first a state of hearts. Hallelujah. Are you understanding me? It's a willingness first. Before it is even a capacity. It's a willingness. Are you listening to me? Go and read about the Macedonian church, what Paul was saying. He said in their deep poverty, they were still willing. It's not because they had. They gave themselves. This convention, I know I have not given. You because I don't have money. If I have money, I will give. Let me tell you the spirit of generosity. There are people that didn't give money, but they came here every day to work. Amen. Are you understanding me? They came to clean. They came to arrange. They came to... What they did, if they didn't do it, would have paid somebody to do it. That's the spirit of generosity. They look for how they could serve. How they could be involved in making this big thing happen. That's the tradition of the house. Amen. It's a tradition. Those are our values. You know when we talk about our values? Amen. The things that are, that we regard, that are important to us, that make us who we are as people of renaissance. Amen. Glory to God. Very important. So, you're listening to me now, and then the question to ask you is, have you embraced these traditions? Help me ask your neighbor, have you embraced these traditions? Now, listen, if you've not, repent today, amen, and make up your mind to embrace these traditions, at least the few ones I've mentioned. Am I communicating? Embrace them. We honor people. I'm your pastor. I'm the president of the ministry. If I see you first, I greet you. That's how I behave. You, so I, I, if I've ever greeted you before, lift your hand. No, no, put your hand down. I'm not saying everybody should lift their hand down. Some of you maybe have not greeted you before. If I've ever greeted you, not that you greeted me and I was responding, I greeted you. Stand up. Yeah. Now, look at the number of people. Sit down. It's, it's a culture. Are you understanding me? So I meet you here. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. I'm the president of the ministry. You, what are you? You cannot greet anybody. It's only when you see pastor say, Man of God, greet you, sir. Ah, ayah, ayah. That's not the culture of the house. Amen. Glory to God. 
That's not the tradition of the house. If I see you, I will greet you. We honor people. Hallelujah. Because they are people. Amen. If I come here, they will not sweep the place. I will sweep it. Amen. I will sweep it. But there are people that are members. They are general overseers members. Amen. Yes. Even come, they will tell the usher, please clean this chair very well. Clean it very well, clean it very well. Amen. You know, let me even say, share this with you. If you're a member of Renaissance Assembly, listen, we honor people. Don't be a fake. The Bible talks, talks about faith unfeigned. It means genuine faith. Don't be a fake believer. You know, there are people in church here, I even see some of you, you do it sometimes, and I'm correcting it, that honor some brethren in church more than they honor their leaders. Hello? That's wrong. Amen? Now, your mayor or your cell, let's not even go to your pastor. Let's use your cell leader or mayor. Your mayor or your cell leader, let's assume you're an usher and your cell leader is coming. You don't say, oh, since, oh, my cell leader, let me give him a good seat. Are you understanding me? But maybe as a church member, maybe you believe the person has a big car or the person has a pot belly or the person can give you a job. Then you are running around, running around for the person. You are, you are a fake. You are a fake. You are a disgrace to Renaissance Assembly. Amen. Honor in your heart. First, for people. If you are an usher, everybody that comes to church, every member, everyone that walks into this church, you must honor them. Amen. I agree that honor is not, there is an honor for a man of God. And there is an honor. Jesus said it now. He that receives a prophet in the name of a prophet. Shall receive. He that receives a righteous. So there is an honor for the righteous man. And there is the honor for the prophet. The, you know, you see, modernization cannot change it. Amen. That's scripture. So, if you say, okay, because a pastor, a man of God you recognize walked in and you want to honor him. I agree. But never because of status in life, in, in life and just earthly things, you look down on someone else to please someone else. No, that's wrong. Amen. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So the culture of the house, we respect ourselves. We honor others. Some of you sisters, you don't greet anybody. I know many of them have changed now. <laughs> Amen. But, good morning, good afternoon. It doesn't change anything. Praise the Lord. I said hallelujah. Did you hear God's word today? Very important. So, embrace the traditions of the house. Embrace them. That tradition of honor, generosity, embrace it. When people come, they, you know, they, we, there's a way we do things. Amen. There's a way we do things. In our confession, 
our confession, we always end the last few words to say, I have an excellent spirit. You say it every time. Maybe you don't know that there's such a statement in confession. I am all that God says that I am. This, that. Then you say, I have an what? Excellent spirit. You cannot have an excellent spirit. Then you come to the premises and be looking for where to wee beside a car that is parked. Amen. Why? You have not so learned Christ. Amen. Amen. We have conveniences. You go there. I saw someone on a video some months ago. And he was not a member anyway, but it's someone that used to come around. He came to the convenience and just outside the door began to wee. Now, what bothered me was not the visitor, what the visitor was doing. What bothered me was a church member was passing. And I, let me not use convention to point you out, okay? And the, because the person is here. And didn't even do as if it was a problem. Amen. There are some things you will see. Ah! You will shout. Ah! Are you understanding me? It's not, we don't do those kind of things here. Then his urine will cut. He will not finish it or he will weigh on himself. Amen. The way you shouted is what will make him. Are you understanding? That's the best way to teach him. Amen. You say, hold it there. Hold it. But I saw a brother, I saw someone walk past and saw what the person was doing. Nobody said anything. No. No. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Lift your right hand and say, In the name of Jesus, my heart is open. To embrace the traditions of Christ. I lay aside. The traditions of men. I lay aside. The traditions of my village. That are not consistent with the word of God. Amen. Yes. Now I want to end on this note. Is there any tradition. Maybe from your village, from before you got born again, that you are still holding on to. Amen. I want you to think about it. You know, sometimes tradition is so subtle that you are not even conscious that it is influencing or controlling you. But it's there. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's there. It's there. And so sometimes when people are listening to God's word, they're looking for a teaching that will promote their tradition. Are you understanding me? You know, they're looking for something that will promote their tradition. Uh -huh, yes. Uh -huh. So if there's such thing, I want you to decide today to lay it aside and embrace the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. See, if you are a believer and you seek to please people more than you want to please God, are you listening to me? You know they are poor like that. You know they are poor like that. 
they are more concerned about pleasing their colleagues, pleasing their neighbors, than they are about pleasing God. I'll give an example. Do you know why some believers don't publicly profess their faith? Let's assume now somebody comes into an office space and starts preaching. And I say, what's in the worry this one? The unbelievers there are saying, what's wrong with him? A believer that is there is going to join the unbelievers sometimes and say, I don't even know what's wrong with all these people. He's not going to identify with the believer. Instead, he will want to identify with the unbelievers. Have you met people like that? Have you met people like that? Yeah. That means they are more concerned about the public commendation than that they please God. Amen. If you come to my, I'm a pastor. I've had people come to my house that are not believers. I've had traditionalists that don't believe in God come to my house. When you come to my house, my house is God's house. Are you understanding me? If you come to my house, I will not offer you, maybe you believe in cola nut. I will not offer you cola nut because you believe in cola nut. Are you getting what I'm saying? Hello? You didn't hear me well. There are people that smoke Indian hemp. Huh? They come to my house. They say, they say, what would you like to take? They say, well, if you have, uh, do, you, do you have, you know, uh, if you have, uh, you know, I won't mind. Then I say, ah, oh, I run. I'm going to look for Indian hemp. Say, give me three wraps. I have some visitors now. Amen. You know, and then I, I serve them. Then they start smoking in my house. Is that what I do? Now, I don't believe in that because I don't do that. I won't offer you that. If I come to my, it's what I eat in my house. What I drink in my house that I will offer you. If you are going, I might also give you 30 days in the book of Romans. Amen. Are you understanding me? I will give you 30 days. Are you getting me? That's what I offer. It's what I believe in that I will give you. Now, in the same way, if I come to your house and I say, um, give me Dick's annotated Bible. He said, I, I, I don't have Dick's. So. I said, okay, give me King James. I said, I don't have any Bible in this house. So, uh, Pastor, what else will you take? Then he says, I have medium stout, big stout, original this one, this one, I have gin, I have whiskey. Then I'll say, no, I don't take it. Is that not so? He's offering me what he has. He believes in it so much, he's not ashamed. Are you understanding me? Why will a believer be ashamed of what he believes in? Amen. Glory to God. If you are here, you've been offering people alcohol in your house, in the name of you want to make them, it is a wrong representation of Christ. Amen. It is a wrong representation of Christ. It is a wrong representation of Christ. Amen. Amen. Did you hear me? When they come, give them what you eat, what you drink. Except you too, you drink those things. Okay, if you drink those things, please, when we have services in church too, bring it and drink it here. Amen. If you are not drinking it here, you're only drinking in the house, is hypocrisy. Are you understand what I'm saying? Eh. A sister, I was having a discussion with a sister, and then she told me she drinks, um, I can't remember the name now, but it's a, it's a it's, huh? Is it, no, no, so, um, there's a, oh, 
sorry, let me not point at this. I said, remind me of what you told me. She's no more drinking it, but she's here, so she's no more drinking it. I've forgotten your name now, but it's um, it's a um, is a is a something Smenoff. Yes, 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 it's alcoholic. So she just said she drinks it, you know, and all that. So, and I said. So I like. So you're like, no, she doesn't feel there's anything wrong with it. I said, okay. I said, no problem. All right, buy let, buy for me. Let me. I would like to drink it. She said, no. That's she. You can see the protection. No, that's pastor. You cannot drink it. I said, if it's a good thing, let us all drink now. You understand? Now? Bring. I would drink too. I would like to drink it. In the Lord, let's just share it. Amen. She didn't want me to drink it. She said, no, pastor. You, no, don't drink it. Amen. Why? So, please, when next you want to sow a seed to me, if you smoke it, go sow it to me. <laughs> Amen. <coughs> Amen. If you do best and edges, sow it to me. Amen. Why don't you sow that one? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Just, just, just share. Be loving. So, man of God, man, if you smoke this thing, eh, you're preaching, oh, you're good, eh? You know, that shows that it's not wrong to you. Amen. But you cannot sow it. You don't want anybody to know, even as we're talking now. We don't, we don't want anybody to know that you do those kind of things. Amen. That means your heart condemns you. Then let it go. Amen. Amen. If I come to your house, you have to dodge some drinks. You're a bad guy. <laughs> you should be able to open your fridge and say, Pastor, take anything you want. Then I say, Okay, give me this phone, give me that one. No, there's a pastor. Don't uh, stay here. <laughs> there are some sides of this house that are not born again. Amen. <laughs> Amen. There are some sides of this house that are not born again. Amen. No, then that's wrong. Are you listening to me? Let your faith be unfeigned. Let your faith be genuine. Raise your children in a way that you don't give them reasons to suspect that something's wrong in how you're practicing your faith. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. If you've been blessed, please reach us via WhatsApp on 090 you can also send us a message on info at faith2faithonline.org. For more messages, log on to our 24-hour radio platform, radio.faith2faithonline.org. Join us this Sunday at Renaissance Assembly for a live transforming experience at Plot 5, Sania Abacho Road, GRA Phase 3, Port Harcourt. First service, 8 a.m. Second service, 10 a.m. Renaissance Assembly, the church of the moment and the church of the future. Hey.